What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the In My Prime podcast. Today, uh, it's Monday, January the 22nd, I believe. And we got four NBA picks coming today. We got a nice, pretty big slate. So, um, to break the ice here, <laughs> I went 0-5 yesterday across the NBA and the NFL. Um, it was not a fun day. Quite frankly, um, since like December, it hasn't been a whole lot of fun. It's been a lot of ups, like slow ups and then big downs. Slow ups, then big downs. And um, yeah, guys, I'm I'm trying, man. Like I, I'm not just like flipping a coin and saying like fuck it. Like I like this. Like I'm I'm trying to find good hit rates, find good matchups, find the little narratives and all that. So. Um, I don't know, man. It's a long season. Let's hope that we can turn it around. Anyways, uh, let's get into the four picks. So the first play I have is Luka Doncic over 39.5 points and rebounds. That is minus 105 at MGM. So with Luka, um, it's a really good matchup with Boston, in my opinion. Uh, Luka, he's a guy who's like always seeing crazy double teams, crazy coverages um, all the time. And he still puts up massive numbers with that regardless. Uh, if there's, like, one team in the NBA that's willing to guard a guard who is, like, insanely talented in single coverage, uh, it's going to be Boston. So, obviously, they got Derek White, Drew Holiday, really good defenders. But with Luka, man, like, it, it does not matter. Like, it does not matter at all. Single coverage is single coverage. Like, he is going to do his thing. Yeah. Uh, Luka this year with 30 or more minutes and with Kyrie. He's over this line in 11 out of 19 games. But he does have 37 plus PR in 14 out of 19. Uh, 30 minutes here should be a safe floor because he plays the whole first quarter and he also plays the whole third quarter and plays like six minutes in between. So even if um, it's a blowout, um, you should see 30, 30 minutes. Oh, sorry. We're getting some injury news. Okay. Because I have a bet on a Magic player and Magic players are just getting ruled out. Uh, we got no faults, no Gary Harris. I think that might be it for now. Okay. Because <laughs> I got to keep an eye on that because my third prop of this is a Magic player. Um, so with 30 plus minutes and Kyrie playing and at home, he's better at home. He's averaging 44.1 PR. Obviously, this is a 30, 39.5 line. Uh, Boston on the year, they allow the sixth most points per game to pick and roll ball handlers. They allow the ninth most points per game in isolation. They allow the mo eighth most three-pointers attempted in their last 15 games. So those are like, they'll allow shots pretty much everywhere where Lucas scores. Like, Lucas scores obviously in the pick and roll. He obviously scores um, in isolation, and he takes a shit ton of threes. So, <laughs> um, like that, like the matchup for Boston. Um, it's just like also a good spot, I think. Uh, Boston, their team is, they're seen as like the best team in the league. Your top three team at worst, probably. Uh, stars, opposing stars against Boston, like, you, you like to... You get up for them, man. Like they're you want to knock them off. I think like stars against Boston like really give their best effort, similar to like maybe like a star in LA or against LeBron or something. But I, I like the spot here. Um, it's a three point spread with Dallas being at home. Obviously, they're the inferior team to Boston, but with Dallas being at home, man, I I really don't see them being on like the bad side of a blowout here, uh, especially with Boston, who's also on the second half of a back to back. Uh, they did rest Drew Holiday, but I believe that is it, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. Uh, for the rebounding side of things, uh, Dallas, they just don't really have, like, rebounders. Like, they start Kyrie, Luka, Hardaway. Um, like, 
Derek Jones, and then like Derek Lively. Uh, Derek Lively, he'll have his hands full guarding Chris Stapps. He'll be at the perimeter a lot, so I don't like the matchup for him. Uh, Luca on the year, he's averaging 8.4 rebounds per game with Lively in. So, yeah, man. And I like him to – I would like to think that he has close to ceiling minutes in a game like this that I think is going to be close. So, uh, his points line is like 32.5 anyway, so just needs seven rebounds to return value. I think that, that should be pretty easy. All right, uh, next one, we got under. I played Devin Booker under 26.5 points minus 105 at DK. So with Booker, um, he is under this line in only 16 out of 33 games this year. So not a crazy good hit rate or anything, but uh, the, I just think this is a brutal matchup for him. So um, he's also under in seven out of his last time, seven out of his last time home games. Um, also on a second half of back to back. So I guess he's been quote unquote struggling at home. I don't know. I guess I decided to throw that in there. <laughs> Anyways, getting into the good stuff. The Bulls, they allow the fewest points per game to point guards this year. Uh, Booker, he averages the second most pull-ups made like, in the NBA. That's a big part of his game. Last 15 games, the Bulls, uh, they tend to like help on drives and stuff. Uh, really try to push you off your spots. Last 15 games, the Bulls, they allow the seventh fewest pull-ups attempted. Uh, Booker also averages 8.4 points per game. Is a pick-and-roll handler. He's uh, probably like top 15 in the league in that. Um, he runs the most pick and roll by far on the Suns. Uh, the Bulls allow the fewest points per game to pick and roll handlers. Uh, Chicago on the year, they so how Chicago gets beat is like they pack the paint. They really help a lot on drives. They play up on the pick and roll. Uh, they allow the most catch and shoot shots in the league, and most of those are on threes. Obviously, uh, Booker on the year. This is kind of shocking to hear. Booker is making zero point nine field goals from the catch and shoot. Uh, 0.9 field goals that are catch and shoots per game and that's like how you kind of beat them obviously like that can be skewed by like a hard closeout and then you take like one dribble and stuff and I'm sure Booker does that a lot but yeah Booker's just not a huge like catch and shoot guy man like that's like really really how they get beat uh last 15 games Chicago also they play at the fifth slowest pace they allow the six years points per game uh like overall as well and Alex Caruso's in Zach Levine's out um, so I think I actually kind of like that because Patrick Williams should slot into the starting lineup here. And, um, maybe then Chicago doesn't like feel the need to double the hell to KD. Uh, if KD was going up against like DeMar DeRozan, that's obviously like an instant double team on catch, but maybe with Patrick Williams and it's not like is, um, as crazy of double teams. And yeah, so Crusoe is going to be in, he will hundred percent should hundred percent take, uh, Devin Booker here, one of the best point of attack defenders in the league. So, I just, all in all, man, I just think that this is like a really, really tough uh, matchup for Booker. Uh, 26 and a half. It's not like the most inflated line. I think like it's maybe factored in a little bit. Maybe like usually he's at like 27 and a half with the big three healthy. But um, I'll take like the like one point less is not big deal. And uh, I just think that maybe it could be a Grayson Allen, Eric Gordon game. KD, he can, he obviously way more willing to catch and shoot than Booker. Uh, maybe even Beal, uh, he's not much of a catch-and-shoot guy, but yeah, I just think that all the numbers point to this being a brutal, brutal matchup for Devin Booker. All right, next one, and let me just double-check, make sure he did not get ruled out because um, I thought that that was a potential for him. Okay, so Magic Injury Report dropped. Gary Harris, Markel Fultz, injury maintenance got ruled out. I think that, so the bet is Wendell Carter over 6.5 rebounds. I played that at minus 125 at FanDuel. 
Um, so yeah, so Fultz got ruled out due to injury maintenance already. I think that if Carter were to get ruled out to injury maintenance, it would have happened already. That's my guess, at least. So last game, the Magic, they went back to their, um, OG starting lineup, kind of. Um, uh, Carter, he started last game. He played awesome. He played 34 minutes. Um, Goga Bataze was completely out of the rotation, so just Mo Wagner is a backup. And yeah, he played, like, really well in a terrible matchup against Miami. He put up 17 and 9, obviously... That band matchup is no joke, and he balled out. So there should be no reason for him to lose a starting job here, and that's why I want to touch about how good he played. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I said, 34 minutes last game. Wendell Carter on the year. He has eight or more rebounds in seven out of seven games with 26-plus minutes this year. So uh, that's just an amazing hit rate. It's not even seven rebounds. It's eight. So he's been crushing uh, since last year with 26-plus minutes. He's over in 44 out of 51. So just, like, amazing hit rate. Um, like I said, man, the only concern I do have here is that Carter's really missed a lot of time this year. I think he's like four or five games back from injury at this point. Um, and it's a back-to-back, so I, I don't know if Mosley's going to monitor his minutes here or something like that. But, uh, yeah, man, um, I, I just don't see him losing his starting job at, like, the minimum, you know? So even if they do manage minutes, he plays like 28 or so, I think that should be enough to get the job done. Um, matchup here, it's against the Cavs. Uh, Jared Allen, he's a good rebounder, um, knows good positioning, all that stuff. But, um, one thing that does favor us is that he doesn't stretch the floor at all. So, Carter should have good positioning, should be around the rim a lot. Um, let's look at some recent centers versus Jared Allen. We saw Clint Capella had nine in 22 minutes. Uh, Bobby Portis had six in 21 minutes, but they lost that game by 40. (laughs) Uh, Vucevic had 10 in 37 minutes. Drummond had played a lot that game too. Also had 10 in 22 minutes. Obviously Drummond playing probably didn't help. Uh, playing alongside Vooch definitely didn't help his rebounding. Um, and then Claxton, the game before that, had 11 in 33 minutes. And then Wemby had 10 in only 24 minutes. So we're just asking for 7 for Wendell Carter. Um, and the game's at home. It's in Orlando. Orlando's a very good home team. Very tough defense. Should be able to force a lot of misses. Should be able to keep the game close. Really don't see them getting blown out, especially if Paulo and Franz don't sit this one out. But Paulo won't. So, yeah, uh, six and a half for Wendell Carter as a starter. I think it's just like way too low. Should be like seven and a half minimum, maybe even eight and a half. Uh, next up, final play of the day. Uh, I went with Lamelo Ball over thirty-two and a half points, rebounds, and assists. I played that at minus one eighteen at Fanduel. Um, so yeah. Lamelo, like, I'm sorry, man. I, I just, I have to fucking play this. Like, his line was at 33.5, and, and then it dropped to 32.5. Like, he's literally had 36-plus PRA in his last 13 games, which is insane. Um, so if you if we look at those last 13 games just in general, um, he's had 53, 45, 37, 45, 45, 47, 48, 53, 55, 36, 36, 41, and 37. Like... Uh, I mean, I just don't know how I can't play this, bro. Like, 32 and a half. Like, he is crushing, crushing, crushing this line. Um, and yes, I, I get that um, I get that the Minnesota matchup isn't good. Like, Minnesota's defense, like, they're elite. Probably maybe the best defense in the league. They're much improved from last year, but I think it's worth mentioning. Like, last year, LaMelo came into Minnesota. Gobert played. Jaden McDaniels played. Anthony Edwards played. Their three like best defenders. Um, they all played and 
Lamelo had 32, 10, and 8. So, I mean, I take what you want for that. Like, it was only one year ago. Pretty similar Hornets team. I think that Hornets team, that Hornets team was pretty healthy, too. They had, like, Rogier, Hayward, Kelly Oubre, a ton of, like, scorers and stuff. Um, yeah, and he dominated. So, um, maybe he can do that again. Uh, there's also, like, a human element to it, I think. Minnesota, they're massively favored here. Uh, they know that they're the far superior team to the Hornets. Like, it's just not, like, there's an, it's an 82-game season. Like, would it be shocking if their defense isn't at full intensity, full effort in a game against the Hornets on a Monday? Um, I just think that that's a possibility, you know? It's actually, like, a pretty decent possibility that they just don't show up and play to the full caliber that they can. Um, next up, Lamelo versus Ant narrative, I guess. I just threw that in there. But uh, obviously, Lamelo probably got a chip on his shoulder going up against Ant. I mean, they came out in the same draft class. I'm sure Lamelo thought he should have went one. Um, Lamelo ended up going three. Probably wants to show up, uh, prove to the people that he's got a chip on his shoulder that he should have went one, even though he clearly fucking shoved up. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't know. I guess I just thought I'd mention that narrative. Uh, maybe Lamelo feels a bit uh, motivated in this spot. Uh, Lamelo, he actually plays the fourth quarter in blowouts a lot. Like in the Pelicans, they got blown out. Played the fourth quarter. Played the fourth quarter uh, in, against the Spurs in a blowout. And that was in like a massive, massive blowout. So uh, I think that Lamelo in a blowout, like it's very, like very likely that he gets good, like a decent amount of minutes in the fourth quarter, anyways. And then and Lamelo, you know Lamelo, man. You know like his mindset. Lamelo in a blowout, he's just gonna dominate the ball, jack up shots, like. <laughs> so I, I think that even if it is a blowout, uh, Hornets on the wrong side, I think that Lamelo still probably plays close to normal minutes, and that might just like entice him to really start jacking shit up in like the fourth quarter. So yeah, man. And last thing I want to say, all in all, it's a uh, it's NBA. It's in January. Weird shit has happened all month. It's like the dog days of the league. Um, so, yes, the matchup is scary. Yes, the spread is scary. But uh, weird shit happens. Nothing's a lock for... It's not a lock that the Hornets get blown out. It's not a lock that Minnesota plays amazing defense. Um, and, yeah, man, LaMelo, he's just been, like, insanely, insanely crushing this line. And I just think it is genuinely a decent spot for Minnesota to maybe come out a little bit lazy on defense just because you're playing the Hornets. So you're way better than them um yeah so those are my four plays uh went with luca over 39 and a half points and rebounds minus 105 at mgm booker under 26 and a half points minus 105 at DraftKings. wendell carter jr over six and a half rebounds minus 125 at fanduel and lamello ball over 32 and a half points rebounds and assists at minus 118 at fanduel Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, thank you guys. Honestly, really thank you guys for t if you guys are tuning in because there's so many good cappers, good sports bettors in this space. There's so many people who create content around it. Um, if you like the fact that you guys are still listening to my podcast, given how ass I've been, like it means a lot to me, man. Like it really does. And I uh, just wanted to say thank you. And of course, best of luck on your bets today hopefully we can turn it around over here at prime time actually it's not even really my fucking name anymore at prime llc <laughs> but anyways thank you guys for tuning in hopefully you guys have a good day peace out